Hello, everyone, and welcome to Worth Vibe, a brand new interview series for and about sustainability and wellness. My name is Alia Morrow, former creative director turned ecopreneur. Each week, I'll be inviting inspiring guests, scientists, fashion designers, writers, speakers, environmental activists to learn, educate, and provide necessary conversations to better ourselves and the planet. Find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and follow us today so you don't miss an episode. Hello and welcome. This week, I am chatting with Reza Christian, founder and editor-in-chief of Sustain the Mag, an independent sustainable media site that is shifting the environmental narrative in media, bringing educational content around the amazing change makers in this industry through interviews, digital covers, and more, covering the many lens of sustainability and making it inclusive for all. Without further ado, here is Reza Christian. Reza, thanks for joining me on Worthwide. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Tell me, how do you start your day? Do you have any rituals? Definitely. I have to make my bed every morning. And if I don't, it just throws off my entire day. What else do you do? Are you a coffee drinker, tea? Definitely. I, I feel like I have to have a cup at least every morning, but I feel like my skin does not thank me for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a coffee drinker too. Rosette, I want to jump right in and I want to start from the beginning. Please, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and your family life when you were young? I love this question. I feel like growing up, I am actually from Southern California, so not too far from where you are. And I grew up, you know, mixed background. I'm predominantly half Mexican, half Iranian. And I feel like LA is one of the biggest cities with both of those ethnicities and cultures. So I'm like a mix of both. So I grew up predominantly in more of a Hispanic household than Persian. And I had a really great childhood. I kind of was just very, you know, tomboyish. I had three brothers. I was the only girl. So I was very teased a lot and like <laughs> bullied by my brothers. I did have a strict father. So I guess now I'm really independent because of the lack of independence when I grew up. Of course, we were more we were more lower class at the beginning of my childhood and then obviously climbed more middle mid class. I like to bring this up because my environmentalism came from my childhood, which is where I would recycle for extra money plastic bottles and cans, my brothers and I would do that and we would be able to go to the movies because we made like 50 bucks from recycling. And then we would thrift because it was cheaper or we would save utensils and keep using them because it was a lot better than buying new. So that was my childhood and like kind of like what led me to who I am today. I love hearing about how you upbringing your younger years had an effect on sustainability and I would love to come back to that and a little bit later but tell me where did you go to school and what did you study? I went to school at St. John's University. It's a small 
private school in New York City. I actually went for a scholarship. So I was a first gen college student within my family. So thankfully, I was able to attend university because of this amazing scholarship. And I studied journalism. And then later, I realized business administration was like my minor. Did you have any favorite magazines growing up? Were you into books and magazines? I think Teen Vogue was like one of them, Seventeen magazine. Like all the like teeny bopper magazines were really fun. And then I read so many books. It's like hard to keep track of how many. I would always go to the library and just like rent books because I would read so fast. There was no way I could purchase and then just get rid of it right after. So yeah, definitely a lot of reading. <laughs> and I appreciate magazines. I definitely had a similar childhood as well. I was more into sci-fi. And now it's like completely opposite. I like nonfiction. I digress. What brought you to sustainable living? Like I love the connection between your upbringing and sustainability. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think the main key factor is being resourceful was always my thing. Like sustainable living to me was just being resourceful, like utilizing the resources you already have, making it last forever, not really buying new. Like I'm not the person that first, because it was money, financial reasons, but I'm still not a person that likes to buy new. I tried to make things last as long as they could. So to me, that's what sustainable living means. And then of course, supporting brands, which is also really great, like small businesses and small brands. If I were to buy something, but it's mostly just like taking care of the things we own as well as like taking care of our body and like taking care of our home. So I think that's like a 360 there. <laughs> Love that. And what led you to build Sustain the Mag, the digital media site? What was your journey? I would say seeing like not a problem, but seeing a gap in the magazine and like the journalism world, specifically fashion magazines, and then wanting to provide a solution to that. So going to school for journalism, I obviously read those magazines that I mentioned, but I felt like the fashion magazines, you know, I just felt like I wasn't things I couldn't afford or it wasn't like people that are in my circle who are in the magazine itself. So it would just felt like it was too far-fetched it wasn't attainable it wasn't real life and then becoming in sustainability more college really brought me into sustainable fashion and what that meant from like watching true cost and like meeting friends who were also into fair trade and then I guess the idea of like online magazines were becoming a big thing like with man repeller Mm -hmm. so so it was just a mixture of all that and then realizing there was a space for online magazines, but there wasn't one for sustainability that was encompassing everything from like social justice to little hacks and resources and all of that for like college students, but also millennials. So that was essentially like what drove me to start Sustain the Mag. I love everything about Sustain the Mag. In the past, climate or environmentalism or even sustainable fashion has been you know predominantly dominated by affluent white people that's kind of who we see on the covers and in the magazines so what happens with that is the mainstream media the environmental movements and even the NGOs 
have too often shied away from highlighting these racial dimensions of environmental issues. So I love that Sustain the Mag, you highlight people of color in the sustainable movement. And I love how you sort of bring them to light. And I want to talk about, you know, why it's important for digital media to take this intersectional approach to content, especially with environmentalism. Can we talk about that? Yeah, I would say the main factor is obviously intersectional through environmentalism and social justice is because climate change is mostly predominantly affecting lower income BIPOC communities, you know, people of color. So we have to understand that and we have to highlight them and push for their needs before any others because the affluent, you know, white communities that you were mentioning they're the ones that probably will see it less. And yeah, they're the ones that were highlighted the most. So that's why we mostly push for representation, but also amplifying BIPOC voices within sustainability because it really is important. And then, you know, it's, it's also nice because now we have digital covers. It's nice to see real people on the cover and not just models and essentially people that are usually covering fashion magazines. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, minorities are more likely to be affected by environmental issues. So I think it's crucial that we have people of color in the decision-making positions, as well as in the media. We need to promote people of color as much as possible. I think it's really essential for us at the moment. Reza, I want to talk about Sustain the Mag. What's in the works this year for Sustain the Mag and what are the topics you cover and everything that's coming up? In the works is a lot of things. I have like so many ideas. One thing I've always wanted, and I think this goes back to my childhood, I love holding a book or I love holding a magazine. So I would love to see Sustain the Mag. If it's this year or next year, we're probably going to start talking about it soon, putting it out into the universe that we'll have our first print. And it will be more like a coffee table book, not just a monthly subscription or issue. We definitely want it to be little as possible in terms of like waste and more just like a book you would keep forever, essentially. So exciting. I can't wait. What are some of the your favorite people that are going to be featured on featured on Sustain the Mag this year? Um, going back to topics and also favorite people, um, one of our writers from India, she is one of our good friends now. Like She's been writing for us for probably three years. One article that's coming out pretty soon is the gamification of sustainability. So it's talking about the gaming world and how that ties in sustainability. And I think that's a really cool topic because sustainability literally isn't everything and we just don't think about it. So that's one article. And then we are going to have some cool digital covers coming out. I don't want to name who they are yet because they're surprises, but we're excited about that. We have two possibly coming out, hopefully by summer. And then, yeah, we just have a lot of other cool topics. We're trying to cover sustainability in literally every aspect of life, from gaming to podcasts and you know fashion and all the good stuff in between. You are really active in social media. I love seeing everything you post. Who are some of your peers whose work you love in the environmental space currently? I'll name a few for sure. Definitely, speaking of like intersectional environmentalism, I think Green Girl Leah, Leah Thomas, 
there also we had a digital cover for the intersectional environmentalist founders um, i'm really good friends with deandra and phil who are the other because they live here in texas where i live so it's cool to have some cool eco peeps where i'm from um or where i'm currently living and I'd love to get, play homage to Celine because she is the founder of Slow Factory. And I previously worked with her and I always, you know, want to give back credit to all the stuff I've learned, which is also through her. And then Dominique Drakeford, who is someone I've had the pleasure to working with. She was on a panel back in, I think, two years ago for Sustain the Mag. So just really so many awesome people that we look up to. And then now loving what you're providing. I, I'm so glad we got connected because I love everything you're doing and it's pretty much in the same space. So it's really cool to see more publications out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think Firth Magazine actually originally started as an editorial platform where I was sharing my journey into sustainability. And just slowly, we started bringing these experts to write for the magazine. And now it's like turning into something amazing, which I'm really excited about too. So recently on social media, I saw that um, I saw one of your posts that you posted about writing a poem for a project. I would love to hear some of your creative writing projects currently, personally or professionally both. I would say that one is right now the only one I currently have. I used to write a lot of poetry. I, another fun fact, I helped run a zine brand or a company, I guess you can say, called Muharistas back in Queens, New York when I was in college. So it was a Latinx zine organization and I wrote a lot for that. But I never wrote about sustainability ever or the earth. And this Sunday we are co-hosting a dinner, a private outdoor, very COVID-friendly dinner with Sustain Frame. They are another sustainable platform, also sustained in the name. So it's really cool. So I, I wrote a poem for the dinner and I think I'm speaking at the dinner. So it's really exciting. And hopefully I will share it, the whole poem to, of course, social media so others can read. Absolutely. I would love to hear your poem. Tell me, in terms of sustainable fashion, what are some of your current habits that's been helping you live, continue to live a sustainable life? I would definitely say mending clothes. I always try to mend clothes. I used to want to be a fashion designer long ago and would make my own clothes. And obviously that died down. I don't think I ever want to go back into it. But mending my own clothes, definitely secondhand. Like I love thrifting, but I also love shopping from people's closets. Whenever someone's doing an IG closet sale, I, I hop on that so quick. But obviously now I'm at the point where I have maybe too many clothes. So I'm actually going to be hosting a clothing sale to help, help raise funds to donate actually to charity. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Love that. Let me know when you do that. And yeah, I love swapping too. And I love the fact that we can also create this beautiful community around us with like-minded people with whom we can do clothing swapping as well as buying and selling from each other. That's actually, I think, really sustainable. I'm also a big fan of mending as well, although I'm not a like a big good at mending, but I think I kind of get help and, and try different things. You know, that's definitely very sustainable and the way to go. So brilliant. We'd like to get to know each guest a little bit more by asking some rapid fire questions. How does that sound? I love it. 
Okay, let's go. What's your favorite piece of clothing in your wardrobe that you've worn many, many times? <laughs> I will say my girlfriend collective leggings at the moment. I love that. Favorite outdoor activity? Biking. Favorite show to binge at the moment? Ooh, I just started Meet for Love, which is a HBO show. So hopefully it's hooked me so far. We'll see if it hooks me all the way through. I'll check that out. Your favorite way to relax before bedtime? Honestly, watching TV. I probably should be <laughs> reading, but sometimes I just have to watch Shit's Creek and then I can go to bed. <laughs> oh, I love Shit's Creek too. What's one thing about you that surprises people? I don't know. I guess some, I've actually heard once from a few people, not once if it's from a few people, but a few times that people assumed from social media that I would be very standoffish and very unwelcoming. And they were really surprised that I was just pretty kind of like outgoing and relaxing and just, which is surprising. I didn't know I gave that off on social media. Maybe it was in the past. And now I think I give off more of like my, my actual friendliness. So that's the strange thing about social media is that people perceive you differently. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And again, what's your hidden talent? Oh, no. I'm like, what is my... I give a lot of haircuts. I don't know. I actually could trim my own hair sometimes. And I've had friends ask me to cut their hair. And I honestly don't think I mess up, according to them. So maybe that's my hidden talent. <laughs> Love that. I don't have that skill set. I'm really not a great haircut person. <laughs> what was your favorite book growing up? Ooh, um, why am I forgetting it? Oh, Esperanza Rising. It's a beautiful book. I read it when I was probably in fourth grade and I just absolutely love it. Great book. Um, what's one food you can't live without? Mm, I will definitely say pizza <laughs> especially being from new york for a few years oh yeah absolutely and i would love to hear your experience living in new york can you talk a little more about that it was one of the best experiences ever i think i've had so many weirdly surprising and positive opportunities so like i Honestly, I dream about it a lot. And I think because we're in COVID, I, I miss it, of course, but um, definitely don't see myself moving there or living there at this time. But it's just so magical because of the people you meet, the events you can go to. There's like, there's never a way to get bored. And the food is also just really awesome. <laughs> yeah, the energy is, is just amazing there in New York. I love it too. I lived there for a few years and it was a very interesting experience as well. This was the quickest quick fire ever. <laughs> um, we like to ask some final questions with all of the guests. Is there anything you've read, watched or listened to recently, like a book, documentary or a podcast that you really love and you would like to recommend? Definitely a book. So the book I'm trying to read i haven't been reading it as avidly as i should but i'm slowly getting into it is all we can save by Ayana, dr ayana johnson and Catherine wilkinson so and i like that it's an easy read you don't have to read from start to finish you can just read a chapter because each one's a different story by a different writer 
Yeah, I love that book too. I've read that a couple of times and I've actually recommended that book to all of my friends as well as on the social media as well. I love both the authors as well. So that's a great recommendation. If you could advise the listeners to shift, change or be mindful about something, maybe a habit today that can lead to a more sustainable future, what would that be? Mm. I would say to maybe be a little bit more open to the idea of doing something political in the sense of like calling you representatives. Like let's say there are, you know, certain propositions happening in your city, county, town, like, you know, state that are pertaining to social justice or environmental justice rights and trying to see how you can get involved because even me, myself, I, you know, sometimes get afraid of like calling your representative. It's such a scary thing, but maybe that could be a simple extra habit that we can do maybe once a month or, and obviously that's a privilege in itself because not everyone has access to voting and not everyone can vote, but if you can, and if, or even if you can, and you want to push and advocate for rights for people that can vote, um, that's definitely something I, I think people should get more involved with. Because yes, sustainable living does start with our individual actions, but it doesn't end there. So I think the end point would be, you know, doing something with trying to get our government on board. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, definitely. We should definitely let our voice be heard. I think that's really important. What are you excited about this year? Definitely personally is hugging a friend or hugging friends um, now that I'm vaccinated and hopefully when my friends are, if we feel comfortable doing hugging still, I think that would be great. And then professionally, just honestly seeing where sustain goes. I, I try not to put so much pressure on goals so much because I'm afraid if I don't meet them, I'll just feel down about it. I kind of just let it do its thing and run its course. And, you know, I feel like life will come as it goes for that. That's awesome. Personally, what do you like yourself to achieve this year? Is there anything specific? Very simple things like, for example, read a book or something different, you know, like going for a vacation. Is there something exciting coming up? Mm, Definitely read a book. I have like five on my nightstand that I'm like slowly reading each of them and I just need to get through them more. I think getting into podcasts also. I don't read or listen to podcasts as much. And I think that's one thing I want to get more into and obviously supporting your podcasts. And, you know, I I feel like that's the new thing and I need to definitely listen in more and find the time or just maybe do it while I'm going on a walk or something. Yes, absolutely. I actually listen to podcasts while I'm running and walking, even sometimes like workout. I like to listen to some podcasts, but I think they're more in the sense of like environment or science and that sort of neuroscience, and that type of podcast. But if you find any new interesting podcasts, let me know. I would like to share that with the audience as well. So Reza, I love our conversation and I want to continue having that. I want to have you back on the podcast as well this year. And I truly, really appreciate everything you're doing with Sustain the Mag. Thanks for chatting with me today. Of course. Thank you. I'm so glad that we were able to meet and chat on Sustain's IG Live and this manifested to more conversations. And I appreciate what you're doing. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
Thank you so very much for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll be back with another special guest and very soon, we'll be including audience engagement as well. Stay tuned for that. Do make sure you subscribe, download, share the link and please leave a review to get the word out about the podcast. And you can also share on your Instagram, tag me at Alia and at Birthwife to be featured on our page. We appreciate your support from all of us here at Worth Vibe. I'm Alia Morrow. I'll see you next week. Have a beautiful day.